He's done it. Yeah, what a shot. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of all that happens in the world of sports. We are a little late this time because we just could not manage our times and it's 9.30 in the morning, very early for me, but uh, Mr. Puri is bright up and early, beaming from year to year. I wonder why. Mr. Puri, how are you doing, sir? I'm very well, Mr. Khan. And what is the reason for this uh, radiance on your face, radiance all over around you? Uh, the reason is is that um, I uh, have, well, since yesterday, been uh, scouring online looking for cheap flights and cheap accommodation in Kiev. You know, that is the problem. You are still looking for cheap flights and cheap accommodation. I would have said you would pop the champagne, you would buy the most expensive ticket and you would go and watch the finals. That's true, but I need to first guarantee that I'm going to get a ticket for the finals, right? You know, that is the problem. That's the level of confidence Liverpool fans had about their team. They oh, waited till the last minute. No, absolutely not. They waited till the last minute to get tickets. So, welcome to Just Sports and what all are we discussing? We're obviously discussing a gloating Rahul Puri and uh, Liverpool reaching the, the Champions League final. Was it a fluke or did they deserve it? And we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, you know, the big money spent on these big players in the IPL and none of them seem to perform. And why is India reluctant to play the day and night test match? So let's start with the Champions League. Raul, it's been, it's been a great season uh, for Liverpool to reach, to reach the Champions League final. I don't think that, I don't agree with people that it was a favourable draw and, you know, they, 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 they were lucky to win it and whatever. They played good football and you don't reach the finals because you're lucky. You reach the finals because you deserve to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah, okay, they, they, they had a, a relatively easier group. But I think everybody needs to understand that there are no pushovers in the Champions League anymore. And, uh, you know, you, you can't really blame them. The last uh, four matches that they've played in the Champions League have been against Manchester City, best team in England have been against Roma, uh, conquerors of Barcelona. Um, so, you know, fair enough. They're through and uh, on the basis of, uh, of the uh, two-leg system, they absolutely deserve to be there. They've, they've played uh, phenomenal football. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, there are still people will point to to flaws and I'm sure they'll point to the last sort of 10 minutes against Roma where they conceded a couple of goals but uh, you know I just think that that's this Liverpool team I mean I, I don't know that you can change its character at the back without changing its character at the front I mean sometimes you just have to live with what you've got and frankly if we what we've got is a side that can smash Manchester City or, or smash Roma on their day I mean I'll, I'll, I'll have that you know the one thing the one thing about this Liverpool team you know is is the fact that it's a it's it's a different Liverpool team you know I mean it's different from the last two seasons where the defensive frailties were up there it's not that the defensive frailties have gone away but they're slightly more solid and and I think the one thing that's happened is that temperamentally maybe Klopp has changed them Rahul I think temperamentally they don't buckle under that easily they go out still there and score goals so yeah 
it's it's been a transformation from last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, I think everybody still needs to think about how young this Liverpool team is. The average age of the players on the pitch um, in the Champions League semi-final was 24. Now, you compare that to Real Madrid and uh, who they play in the final, and th- their average age is going to be up there close to 30. So, you know, this is still a very young Liverpool side. We've got Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's 18 years old. Um, he's only going to get better. Andy Robertson is, uh, you know, uh, five years ago, he was playing in the Scottish second division. So, you know... I think that we all, Liverpool fans too, to be honest, need to be um, uh, a little bit sort of balanced about how good this side is. But I think there's no question that, you know, another good sort of um, transfer window and Liverpool are on the verge of, of building into, I think... Um, an elite force in Europe and I think that that's a good thing for the club and that's a good thing for the for, for the English Premier League. Yeah, but the one thing I think Raul that you know will be interesting to see and that's I think going to be the acid test next year is whether Salah will stay because I think Liverpool has had this problem of not being able to hold on to their star players. I mean you had Suarez who went away, you had Coutinho who went away and if Salah leaves you know Liverpool and goes away it's it's not the best sign for the club. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I, look, I, I think that um, Salah is, is with us at, at least for another year. I would have thought um, I can't see him uh, after the year that he's had jumping ship. But, you know, I think that's modern day football. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, if Liverpool win the Champions League um, this year and uh, Klopp goes off and, and commits, you know, 100, 150 million in the in the um, transfer window. Um, you know, Salah's got an opportunity of winning the winning the Premiership. I mean, why would he turn that down? Yes, if things don't pan out over the next couple of seasons, then yeah, maybe he'll change his mind. But I think that Liverpool are 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 at the start of building uh, something. And, and question now is is that can they take take the next harder few steps um, to get that little bit closer to the top? And let's talk about their opponents, uh, Madrid. They're not going to be a rollover for sure. It's 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 you know it's the only silverware that they can win, and it's their chance to win it three times in a row, which is which is like unprecedented in 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 European football. Yeah, no, I mean, and all this talk about Liverpool, Real Madrid being pushovers, or Real Madrid not being a force, or. Or Real Madrid not being very good. I mean, this is all rubbish. Real Madrid are are the champions of Europe. They're in the the finals of the Champions League again. You know, they're a fantastic side full of very experienced, um, very talented players. Um, Liverpool are overwhelmingly the underdogs um, in this. Uh, There's very little doubt about that. Um, but I think what we do need to point out is that Real Madrid don't play very many teams like Liverpool um, in their domestic league. Um, and uh, Liverpool will come at them uh, 150 miles an hour. Um, and the question is is that whether Liverpool can be ruthless enough in that sort of 60-odd minutes to put the game to bed, and then can they hang on? I think that's their best chance, a little bit of shock and awe. Um, because I do feel that Real have got the experience, if they want, 
to really grind this out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Real has that, and I think Zidane has that, and I think it will be it will be more tactical than it will be about the football. The football, yes, you know, both of them are attacking teams, both of them have goal scorers in them. I just feel that you know it will come down to tactics. It will come down to it will it will. But I think that what's important note is is that both of these teams are not defensively very strong. I mean, Real are, are not the best at the back. Um, Liverpool are not the best at the back. Everybody knows that. Um, so I think that it will be um, it won't be a defensive final. I think both the managers know that they've got to score goals. Um, and so I don't think it'll be cagey. Uh, but what I think is is that if Real get that uh, goal or two, um, they're in a better position than Liverpool to defend it. Probably to grind out a result from there. Yeah. So I think that Klopp will need his Liverpool players to really go at Real, you know, and use the pace of the front three to try and break some holes in that Real back line. Um, and then he's got to hope that. Um, Liverpool show a lot more fortitude than they did in Rome um, and uh, hold on. Yeah, I mean, that is for everyone to wait and watch. And I really hope that the refereeing is not as dismal as the semi-finals was. You know, I mean, that was ridiculous amount of... It was just ridiculous refereeing on in, in, both, the, in both the matches, you know. Well, so. I, think, I mean, you know, the refereeing in the world, in the world game, I think is just dreadful. Um, uh, every week, it seems, I'm, I'm rampaging on about refs uh, in, the, in the English league. And uh, I really do. I really think that the quality of refereeing is so poor around the world. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely rubbish. So, Mr. Puri, uh, I hope you find a ticket to go to Kiev. And even if it's not cheap, buy an expensive flight. It's, it's almost like the end of 13 years of Vanvas. You know, you come back from the forest. This is true. This is true. And I'm uh, trying to find every way that I can get to Kiev. You are, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be able to find a way. Like I said, don't be cheap. Spend the money. <laughs> Spend the money. Okay, moving on from football. Uh, let's move on to cricket. And, uh, you know, the big bucks have always been a kind of a curse for people, you know, in the IPL. And they've never seemed to live up to that expensive tax. We remember the Yuvraj, we remember Pawan Negi, do you remember him? He was paid about some 12 crores or some obscene amount. And this year again, you've had Unakkar who was paid close to about 13 crores. You have Maxwell, you have Manish Pandey, you have Ben Stokes. And none of these guys seem to perform. So I guess, Rahul, it's just to show that, you know, all this big money bluster and all this big money thing is not necessarily a guarantee for good results because all these big boys have seemed to flop on the on the on, on the IPL screen. No, it's true. I think that, you know, the auction system itself is yeah, not a function. I mean it's not a function of um of how how good the players are or how well the players are going to perform. The auction system is simply a function of how much demand those players are in. Um, and, uh, you know, demand doesn't always translate um, on the field. And I think that what you've seen um, in the IPL so far is that, um, you know, a lot of these very expensive players, they just have not, they've just not worked out. I mean, Ben Stokes... Highest played in in the auction, um, you know, uh, was expected to come in and do uh, good things for Rajasthan, but he's hardly taken a wicket. He's hardly scored a run. He doesn't look fit. He doesn't look um, like he has any confidence. Um, Jaydev Bunatkar, another Rajasthan player, 
um, went for, I think, the highest cost of the seam bowlers. Um, and he just looks like cannon fodder at the moment. Yeah, so I don't know. Like I, mean, I, mean, Glenn, I mean, look at Glenn Maxwell. Look at even the Manish Pandey. All yeah, these guys who have paid the expensive money have not performed. And what is heartening to see, Rahul, I mean, the one thing that has been heartening to see is the performance of players like Prithvi Shaw and Rishabh Pant. Yeah, no, you no. Know, and, uh, and last night, Shubham Gill. Yeah, Shubham. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I think that that's the key, isn't it? I mean, that's the key. You know, you, you've seen that, that Delhi have sort of turned their fortunes around when they've gone for younger Indian players and, and given those younger Indian players um, much more license uh, to play. I mean, you know, Delhi have got uh, Colin Monroe up the order, who obviously is a, a very big-hitting uh, New Zealander. But, I mean, again, he's just looked um, completely out of his depth where, you know, they've sent in a Prithvi Shaw. And, and yeah, all right, Prithvi Shaw is, is a bit hit and miss, but uh, he's, he's managing to get Delhi off to a pretty good start. So I think that, you know, the IPL is... Um, we have to take it for what it is. This is an Indian tournament in Indian conditions. Um, a lot of these uh, big-name overseas players basically are being parachuted into these conditions. It, it is going to take some of them some time to find some form, and uh, a lot of them uh, are, are you know, still struggling with that. I mean, we're sort of 12, you know, eight, eight games into it for each team, and, and you know, a lot of the overseas players are still to find any form. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's kind of strange to see the big boys not able to perform. But on the other hand, it's been a strange kind of IPL. I mean, you have the young boys performing, and then you have the old warhouse horses who, you know, you never thought would be able to get a game again, seem to have again found their groove. There's Gale, there's Watson. There are people who, you know, were written off. They've suddenly found their groove again. Yeah, no, no, nobody more so than Dhoni. Than Dhoni. So, you know, it's... It's been kind of a strange IPL and now it's coming down to the business end. And uh, I just think that, you know, between Chennai and Punjab and, and then kind of Hyderabad, pretty much the top three slots are taken up. Yeah, so, I think so. I mean, I think that unless something apocalyptic happens to one of those two, one of those three teams, they will make it into the top four. So I think that really does leave um, a, a slightly resurgent Delhi um, uh, maybe uh, oh, KKR um, and uh, Bangalore to fight out for that uh, that last slot. I think um, I, I think it's pretty much curtains for Mumbai and Rajasthan. I, I, I don't see them. Yeah, I don't see them coming. Back I don't see them there. going very far. Yeah, I don't think that's that's going to happen. So yeah, it's it's coming to the business end. But the one thing that I think both of us agree upon is the fact that you know maybe the franchises need to look and take a hard look at the, the the kind of money that they throw at these players, if they are really worth that kind of money. And this entire thing about the marquee players, you know, they, that seem to have, I think, pretty much come to an end of their careers. And they need to be a little revisited. I mean, look at Jadeja. He's been, he's just not fitting in. He's just not there. So maybe it's time to give young blood you know, some kind of a time to, to fit in. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the next sort of um, sort of trading that you're going to have, they're going to look to build in a trading or, or some kind of system like that. It'd be interesting to see now what happens. Yeah, so let's see how that goes. Uh, moving on from uh, from the IPL to this kind of ridiculous argument that the Indian board seems to have against day and night cricket. And why would you have something stupid like that? Why would you not be willing to, you know, play 
play day night day night cricket i mean is it just because you want to win and you do not want to take a chance in australia even though the australian team is right now pretty much the weakest in the world no i mean i i quite frankly i can't understand what's going on to be honest um the 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 indian board uh, says that they won't play day night cricket for another year and a half i don't understand why a year and a half I mean, either you you you, you've got reservations of the format or you don't have reservations of the format. What's going to happen in a year and a half that's suddenly going to clear up your reservations of the format? I have no idea. All right. I mean, you know, the, the Australian board has written back saying that the Indian board are, are, are scared that the, the nighttime conditions won't favor their team because the ball sort of swings and seams and stuff like that. But, I mean, if I was the Indian board, I'd be looking at that Australian side and saying, well, well you know, our, our quicks, uh, Bhubaneshwar Kumar, Omesh Yadav and co, I mean, they could seriously do some damage to that Australian lineup um, in those conditions. So, I mean, I, 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 can't, I can't for the life of me figure it out. And, I mean, my point is, is that what are the Indian board... What do the Indian board have to do with this in the first place? I mean, this is yeah, I mean, the Australian a... board's initiative to try and get more people into the test match. What, what, why would the Indian board have a problem with that? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, the Indian board has always been, you know, trying to be the bully, Rahul, and pretty much, you know, be the bully all over the world and try and see if they can, if they can bully everybody else to, you know, follow their path. And this seems just like... That that kind of behavior once again. I, I agree, but I mean, usually I can see some, you know, some logic, usually financial, uh, to their bullying. But I mean, I can't see what possible logic they have for this. Um, why they would be so against it? Now, unless you know, we're missing something, and the you know the players themselves have come out and said, "Oh, we don't really fancy it." But I can't see how any of our Indian players would think like that. So I mean, I I just it, I, I, it just smacks of um, complete ignorance and stupidity on behalf of our board. Yep, it does, and that's what our board is known for: stupidity and ignorance. So we'll just leave it to that and. Uh... We were all hoping that maybe Wenger would get like a fairy tale, you know, kind of a send off, but even that didn't happen. Even 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 Arsenal were not able to, you know, move forward from the from uh, the Europa League uh, moving forward. So yeah, it's been pretty much the end of the road. Not the greatest send off that you would expect Wenger to have got. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's a fair reflection, to be honest, of where Arsenal are. Um, you know, good but not great, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, a team like Atletico Madrid, um, I don't think that Arsenal had really any hope of of beating them, to be honest. Well, that's about, I, that's about it that we have time for. We will leave Mr. Puri uh, on his search for cheap tickets to Kiev. I mean, come on, don't be a cheap man. Like I said, you can spend the money. I will do that, sir. You can, find you, you can always sponsor me if you want. You know, don't push your luck. <laughs> don't really, really push your luck. <laughs> Don't push your luck. So we wish Mr. Puri all the best in the search and we'll be back next week with another edition of Just Sports where we will be thankfully not discussing any more Liverpool victories. We will be discussing <laughs> other things that happen in the world of sports. Till then, uh, keep watching uh, the IPL, keep watching sports, keep listening to us, keep writing back to us. And this is Rahul Puri and Samar Khan signing off from Just Sports. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.